I am Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. One and only Christina P. joins me as always, and uh, we've been solving the world problems here, and we will continue (laughs) to do so because we are at the center of the rational uh, revolution. That's right. That's right, Drew. We are Uh, pushing back on Pushing rationality and honesty. That's right. In all all realms. I'm telling you because I think so many people are afraid to even stand up to the SJWs. Not insensitivity, by the way. I'm not advocating insensitivity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, for instance, I, I understand why people don't wear masks. I understand why. Wear the fucking masks. Yeah. I, because I, it really, it's an opportunity you could squander here when they're going to yeah. lock us all down again. I don't want that to happen. Masks are as effective as lockdown. Your government doesn't trust that. I understand it's a, it's an imposition. I understand. Yeah. I understand you want to rebel against it. I do too. Wear the fucking mask. Wear Thank the you. Mask. Thank you. Wear, wear the, the fucking Please masks. wear the fucking mask because it, it does work. We know it works. I understand the literature. I've read the literature. Yes, it's a little controversial, but when two people wear masks, the risk of transmission is way down. Yep. Why not do the mask? Why not just fucking do it? Wear the mask. That's right. I agree. But by the same token, what else is going out there where you can't be honest? Oh, I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be insensitive to, you know. Any movement, whatever the movement might be, I want to be sensitive to it of and in course. line with their thinking and, and help them not feel bad. And by the way, not offended. I think you should encourage of being offensive because you're a comedian. Yes. I, I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to hurt people, but I also don't want to organize everything in my life around that. Mm. I'd like to get on with my life. Yeah. And be sensitive uh, yeah. and move on. Yeah. I think the problem now is like you can't just speak openly and freely because you're going to be accused of not being sensitive to the, to somebody's yeah. cause. And, and let, let me let me posit. Yeah. I want to be sensitive to all causes. Yeah, guess I, what? I wish to be so. I I'm, wish to be so. Yeah, I'm down for equality. I'm down for all these all of causes. It. All of it. But I want to get on with my life a little bit. <laughs> I, I want to get on. I want to be honest. Life. I want to be able to be rational. I know. I, I want know. to be able to, to have conversation with people if I agree or disagree with them. You know I what know. I mean? How I many know. push-ups can you do? You're very fit. Um, I'm not so much, I do, I'm good at short, heavy bursts more than mm. long. And I've got a fucked up shoulder from years of weightlifting. And so I could probably do 50 push-ups or something like that. That's but, really good. Eh, it's not really. I mean, oh. but, but anyway, um, I, I'm not geared up for, for endurance. I'm geared endurance. up for sort of short. Like I said, I told you last time yes. I'm, I was the Russian tundra <laughs> lifting logs, right? And not taking them back to Moscow, just lifting yes. them, chopping them, yes. burning them, yes. cooking the elk on it. That's it. I love it. You're that like was... a puma. Don't they do short bursts? Mm, think more, Cheetahs? I think more bear. You're a bear. bear where they You're just, a bear. Oof. Yeah. What are we? I want, what are we getting into here? I love when, it. when I used to play football, I was really, really, really quick. I could get into the backfield from a defensive line position. I was like a defense. I get in the backfield before anybody else. But if they got two steps on me, I was out. I was completely done. Done with the play. Really? I, I could. I could get. I could get off the ball and in like a like a cheetah, like a puma yes. or something. But if if it was speed or endurance was required, forget it. You guys keep going. Somebody else will get them. Um, so Sweet. Robin Quivers. Let's talk about her. Robin Ophelia Quivers. Yes, Robin Ophelia. We promised I'm, we would talk about I'm this. such a fan of hers. Me Recently, too. Howard interviewed her, and she really got into detail about her childhood experience and the trauma with her dad and mm-hmm. how she recovered from that. Her resiliency. And I'm like, that, and that exactly, resiliency mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, and this amount of suffering and how much she's overcome is just bananas. But you are terrified of Robin. Tell me why. Um, 
Okay, so uh, terrified's not quite the right word, but you but said okay. you but, said but I'm, I'm afraid of her. I'm afraid yeah. <laughs> of her. I'm afraid to go into the lion's den there because, because of Robin. Most people are afraid of Howard. Right. I'm not afraid of Howard. I'm afraid of Robin. Oh. And you said why? And I said, oh, there's a whole history. You didn't know the history, so I want yeah, to tell, tell the history. Me. So, uh, oof, <laughs> nineteen late nineties somewhere. No, no. Was it late night? Late two thousands, I guess somewhere. Um, a, uh, I was talking to my neighbor outside our houses, and he is an SC professor in the business school in behavioral economics, and he does builds models around behavior and stuff, and he's interested in, in kind of entertainment and stuff. And, and I was saying, look, you got to understand the basic, um, uh, what was I calling them, like product entertainment, which is just celebrities right now, and they're all fucked up. Yeah. And, and he was like, what and i was like <laughs> oh no no they're all because i go and i go i know it for sure i think it was before celebrity rehab it might have been 20 years ago uh and he and he and he said i know for sure because every commercial break on loveline we would have these guests in there and they would unload on me all about mm. their addictions and their traumas and their, i mean every single person from any field of entertainment they all had trauma so the commercial break hits and they're like dr drew can i tell you this one y yes thing? seriously yes. Every, that needs to be a show just a commercial we, break we call it celebrity rehab <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, what a great show i mean all and, these shows are my favorites i love and them so so, much. so i so i was like look man i have i know for sure forget the fact that i've treated a few and i you know see what's going on uh, they're all there's something about mm. celebrity that that I it, it's associated with this trauma and this narcissism. Of course. And uh, he went, oh, it's fascinating. And so he went back and he he found an instrument that you can use to to detect trauma and narcissism. It's like a 30, 40 page, forty question right. questionnaire. Okay, I remember this. This yeah. is the whole questionnaire, and you gave right. everybody the interview. So everybody that came on Loveline yeah. every night, we gave them the, the questionnaire, and we collected like two hundred fifty questionnaires, and then he had these models and analysis that we were able to show that uh, celebrities had much higher narcissism than everybody else mm -hmm. and it broke down by different categories like the worst the most narcissistic were the female reality show participants <laughs> they were the worst whoops shocking we had a reality show participant road rules in the oh, 90s oh you did <laughs> okay. all right well you've had all the trauma and stuff that goes with it um but yeah and and then we so we broke it down by comedians and musicians and all kinds of things and there was just sort of a spectrum within and comedians were pretty high as i recall and, oh, and musicians yeah. were sort of low interestingly but they were high on uh, uh substance use and trauma so anyway we published this paper and showed that essentially what they were doing was trying to deal with their narcissistic injuries celebrity was a bid to manage narcissistic emptiness and injuries of course but yeah, it, yeah, right yeah. and so it ended up not working though because it kind of it doesn't heal anything it just you know now you just need more and more and more and more well that's why they self-sabotage too because you go oh is that all there is i'm that not all there is fixed. also i found a thing where they where they sort of the the distance between how they felt about themselves and how the world loved them was mm. exposed them to shame mm. and so the shame would cause them to kind of pull away from it and, and isn't uh, that interesting yeah, yeah why is that sorry so that you feel and, the adoration and it's sort of i'm not really that worth it i'm not it's not they this don't is, see me as i really match. am and they mm. also all had a now this is what I learned from celebrity rehab. They all had a pseudo self that they use, which is a common narcissistic strategy. Mm -hmm. Essentially, every person we treated on celebrity rehab didn't use their real name in public, mm. and they and oh, they developed this sort of character that they were out in the world that was their celebrity character. So when that got attacked, 
they'd feel like, well, they're not really attacking me. They're attacking, they're attacking Mary Carey. Fascinating. Yes, I was, yeah. I was actually going to bring up the women because yeah, what was so, especially. what I loved in the episodes is when you would be like, take off the horse makeup. You wouldn't call it that, oh, but yeah. you would go, just take off yeah. the makeup. Like, what's your natural hair color? Take this shit off. Just us calling them by their name had dramatic effects on them. Mm. It, 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 several of them, you know, I've kept in touch with a lot, most of them, and they'll say, yeah, that one moment where you called me Jennifer, no one called me, they called me Penny Flame. No one ever called right. me Jennifer. And it was like, I, I somehow had cut through and it, le- it told me you were serious and you wanted to touch me and mm. that kind of thing, which is true, that's what we're doing. So one of the, my, my co-writer uh, was having, f- um, was using this, I'd say having fun with this questionnaire and somehow he went on the Coward Stern show. I don't know how he got on. I or remember how he got this. And he gave the questionnaire to everybody. Yes. Howard made some interesting observations. He said, "Oh, I bet I would have been much higher before all that analysis." The yes, therapy I, had. I, I remember. That's true. And uh, and then Robin measured the highest of anybody we'd uh, ever on measured on the scale of narcissism. Yes, she was the most thirty-four at a scale thirty-five or something. Like she blew the doors off. She of blew the, the scale. doors off on our scale. And he presented it to her on the air. It's the best. Yeah, and I wasn't I even involved this. with this. This was huge, yes, by the way. And this was a big this. deal, and she was offended. Howard <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. It was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. They they forever brought it up about yes. her. Well, then, this 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 co, co-researcher and I, we wrote a book about all this. And in the book, we went, oh, here is the lowest score, and here is the highest score. Robin Quiver. She we, made the highest of all the people. Of all the people, oh. and we just we just sort of pointed out, oh, you know, no. and, and but we didn't think, we didn't think to ask her permission to put it in the book because it all happened oh. publicly on the radio. It right. never occurred to us. She took great issue with it. Was furious about it, mm. and aimed all the fury at me. Mm. And so. One of the next couple times, I, I think I was on that seat three times, if I remember right. Uh, she would just start out just railing on me every Didn't time. Didn't like you. Not that she like used to be a fan and now isn't, and I was a fallen angel in her eyes and all this stuff, which is very, that really goes, that really cut oh, to the quick with me. Man. And so we sort of made up over the years and we agreed we'd have a lunch together and stuff. And that, and that was the happened. lunch that yeah. she avoided and, or whatever. And with the last exchange we had, we had a very delightful email exchange and she claimed it didn't happen. And so I had to go to the studio and show Gary, and then he gave her endless shit about that. And she, so anyway, uh, that was the latest. But let's talk about narcissism because. And, and then, yeah. and then, you know, I got friendly with the guys on the after show, and uh, yeah, I kept telling great. Rasan I was going to, because he's out here I now. I love Rasan, yes. He's a great guy. Yes. And, uh, and that lunch never happened either. And then they started accusing me of being a racist. I'm like, okay, Rasan, <laughs> I'm going to meet you next week in, you know, in, uh, at Sirius. And I finally I met with Rasan. So. Oh, good. Yeah. He's lovely. He is They're lovely. All lovely. He is lovely. And yeah. he, I even got the better feel for him sitting down having coffee with him. So, yeah. yeah. And so, Brett Hatley was Brett's doing good guy. that after show and all those yeah. guys yeah wow okay so but let's talk about narcissism a little because okay. it's to we have a lot to get into today yeah we we've got a, a bunch of, of good stuff but so let me yes. just ask you so but but to robin we all know she's she never was married or had a family and yeah. stuff do you think that's just because she could never connect you know when you're not nar- that narcissistic is it hard to have relationships like meaningful am i going to get you in more trouble answering <laughs> this? sorry i i 
in retrospect, as I've come to know her, I don't really understand why she measured so high in the scale. Because she, yeah, she seems very a self-aware, right. which narcissists generally are. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm wondering if there wasn't something about the way the scale is constructed that biased it hmm. in her direction. Um, and I would imagine, she, yeah, she probably doesn't want to share herself with anybody. And it kind of feels like that. She's yeah. very involved in her life and the She's things she does. And, and she has everything she wants and she doesn't really want to share that. And her really. Simona Dinnerstein. She's always talking about her friend yeah. Simona yeah. Dinnerstein. And, and her her yeah. relationships with men have not been great, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and shit. So... Not, not in this lifetime, maybe. She she overcame so much. Yeah. And, and I she don't seems feel really like she, happy. Right. She's I don't really feel like happy. she really wanted any of that. No. There is such a thing as people that just don't want that. Yeah. Right. And, yes. And so yes. It's, so I, I don't know. That's kind of one of the reasons I want to have lunch with. Them. I'm treated with it. I. I oh, my, and, and how dare you shame any women? It sounds like you're shaming all the women that don't want to be married. Is that right? She, she is, or me? No, oh, me. You're oh, shaming. That's what I'm, doing. I'm shaming her and everybody else. I'm trying to play the social justice. Yeah. Warrior. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. So I, I, what so you're I, saying is you don't. So think, I use, You think all women should be married and have kids? So so I used the wrong order or something in the way I was expressing <laughs> myself. How should I have said that? I mean, <laughs> you're just a hate monger. I don't think. You're God. such a sexist. Okay. No, it, it, it no, goes I, well I, beyond that. It's like yeah. I, I am you, you. I'm in favor of a social construct uh, that includes Inclusive. the oppression of women as childbearing, and how dare I? And what, what if, about trans women? They can be childbearing uh, too, and right. trans masculine and, non-binary. and they can be a trans man. Did you know that there's women. LGBTQIA now? I do know that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, why, are are we did, having the woke Olympics here? Did you and I have that conversation? I feel like we had that conversation. I did not have this conversation. Oh, I knew who I had it with. It was over the weekend. And I have a problem with it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what does it stand for? Intersex okay. and asexual. Yeah. Which I'm not even sure what inter intersex. I intersex is a category uh, of, of um, and I'm going to say this wrong, everybody. I apologize if I don't use the correct language as I would like to do, but I am not skilled enough to do so. In medicine, intersex was always a genetic situation in which the genetics can be uh, mixed in various ways in terms of the sex chromosomes. Like Kleinfelder syndrome? Kleinfelters or Felters. Turners or uh, mosaics. There can mm -hmm. be mosaics. Mm -hmm. And there can be true hermaphrodites. Uh, very rare. Mm. Very rare. A true hermaphrodite. Yes. Exceedingly rare. What, what's and the mosaics, percentage? Exceedingly like, rare. I, it's like one in... something per yeah, 100,000. Yeah, yeah. Now, ambiguous genitalia, show me ambiguous genitalia. <laughs> yeah, let's look um, at those. What do those look Ambiguous genitalia like? is relatively common, and that's a developmental problem. That's not a, a genetic, that's a developmental expression, forget problem, where the, you know, it's a baby, it's like part of this sort of a penis oh, and sure. sort of a vagina and sort of not. That's actually kind of common. Uh, so the clitoris just looks enlarged, or, or the penis is you know sort of microy, and there's kind of a sure. vagina there. There's all variations on the theme on that. And historically, doctors would make the call to surgically make that the most go in the direction it already was going. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a mistake, right? Then you're assigning sexual gender to people whose biology may be quite different than that, and it ended up with some catastrophes. Mm. Then once we were able to test for the genetics. We would just go, what's the genetics of those kids? And mm. assign the 
external genitalia to those genetics. Well, this is an offense mm. because they didn't consent to that. Gotcha. And there is a whole movement attached to preventing doctors or parents from doing that to, to, to babies. <sighs> That's tricky. Um, in my experience, I rarely see kids that are unhappy with the assignment that fits their biology, right? But remember, there's a whole movement out there against how dare you circumcise me, right? I was just going to say, there's right. a whole host of decisions right. parents make right. that interfere with you and how you function in the world. And, and apologies on behalf of all parents. We're doing yeah. the best we can, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so babies can't consent. The parents have to be the one consenting on their behalf. And that goes until you're 18, everybody. That's just the way it, the world is. <laughs> um, so there's, that's intersex. It's pretty complicated. It's a complicated landscape. Asexual, meaning people without a desire for sex now the problem with that and again this is and and people and and do not accuse me of being a biological essentialist i am talking it's possible to practice medicine everybody you can study biology and you can practice medicine let me just posit that <laughs> were it not the case that biology presented in patterns we call clinical presentation there would be no doctors right so in my clinical experience not as a biological essentialist. Many times when kids come in or young adults come in and go, I'm, I'm asexual, I'm asexual, I'm asexual. I would go, really? You have no libido. Yeah, I used to. And then around 20, I lost it. Mm. Do you know how often that's a brain tumor, a pituitary tumor? Ooh, I mean, wow. Very common. So I have on the record said, and or thyroid problem and cancer and many different things. Yeah. Many different things it can be. Before you make a sexual orientation commitment before mm. you say that's my sexual orientation asexuality get it get a medical workup please yeah please <laughs> and if you if you call me a biological essentialist for that you you're you're a murderer yeah, yeah. because because these things will progress and harm people so people need to have proper medical care that's and right and we can talk about the access to proper medical care that's a legitimate conversation we should be having the average 24-year-old whose libido went away may not have insurance and may not have access and stuff like that. That's a good conversation. But please don't tell me that I'm hurting people who are asexual by suggesting that they get a biological workup, particularly if the libido got lost. After. Right, if they did have one and it suddenly but it, disappears. But plenty of times, even without it. Uh, mm. Go read a book by Ken Baker called Man Made. He talked about growing up with a pituitary tumor mm. and uh, what it was like before versus after. And, you know, it's, yeah. So these things are, the medical problems are common. And if you don't get them, just like I told you, with, were we talking about depression on the mic? No. Okay, you were saying you had a friend with, you know, asking yes. about depression and stuff. Yes. I said, make sure he gets a medical evaluation yeah, first. You don't know. Because depression can be an initial presentation of heart disease, cancer, brain tumors again, all kinds of things. So please, people, yeah. it's possible to practice medicine. Biology <laughs> actually does exist. I Not know. as essentialism, but that it actually is. And then once that's done and you still, you're still you still asexual, cool, very cool. Then that makes sense very for you. Very cool and for you. That's fine. They're, they're, yeah, more than fine. Good yes. for you. Yes. I'm, you're going to avoid a lot of heartache and headache yes. too. And uh, that's how you want to identify? Fantastic. But first. Now, the other thing is that trauma hmm. sometimes underlying it too. And this yes. is where people get feel diminished. Like, don't go, don't talk about the trauma. Well, 
<laughs> Meaning that sometimes people get traumatized and they don't get the help, and instead they'll say, "Well, I identify it, as ba 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 da da ba da da da," and you're like, "But you still okay. may identify that even with the trauma treatment." To be fair, right? Which is fine. Fine. Again, but, but, to, but look, but look into not, the possibility do first. Do not say that you know, trauma may be an underlying influence on all this. That it, you know, might want to think about if something needs to be treated. That's irresponsible. Yeah. So that is my well, primer on I, I all like this it, stuff. and I like this your is fire. rational, rational, rational. This is called uh, free thinking. Free, th free not, thinking. It's not free forum. thinking. It's it's not even free thinking. This is not free thinking. This is matter of fact thinking. Right. It's called science. Remember science? Factual. A bunch of white guys <laughs> in white coats. Well, d d dictating called... dictating a, a yes. point of view. Yes. Male how white patriarchal you? science. Yes. Di dictating something. How that's... dare you? Yes. How dare you? Uh, what's interesting too, I think I have nothing against the LGBTQIA community. Mm -hmm. It's only I that. I have only support. I have only. Of course. Peace, only... peace and love. And whatever. Peace and love. Yes, my loves. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying that maybe a little forgiveness to those of us who aren't up on all the acronyms. Right, well, that's the uh, that's quick. the other piece, which is um, I really do apologize if it, if it makes you if the manner in which I speak diminishes or or hurts, right? That's usually what we're talking about. Is it hurts, and and that we'll we'll all do our best on that. But you should not feel entitled to be aggressive in response. Yeah. The aggression, and I would argue that aggression is really the problem right now. Yeah. Unregulated aggression is everywhere. That's what's out on social media. Yeah. And people are gratifying aggression through scapegoating. It's bullying. It's a form of bullying. And they're the ones, oh, everybody's bullying me. Well, what are you doing, weirdo? Okay. Well, it's it's not bullying. It's it's, it's aggression. It's yeah, it's co upset. it's collectively aggressing against another person because it feels good to you. I know. People need to think about this. They need to vape their own cum. If we just had more cum vapors. I my cum. <laughs> Should we do some of these amazing videos? I am dung. Can I Show me I am dung, because that's what I feel like right now. I am dung. Ooh. Oh, boy. You're not even ready for this. Oh, one. Jesus. I'm not ready for any of this. this Check is... this out. So I ordered Buffalo Wild Wings mango habanero, and it's super, super hot. And I can't wait to try the poop, the feces, the shit that I dump out and eat it and taste it to see if it's still super, super hot. <gasps> So for those of you who don't already know, I love to use this example uh, of eating my feces to test out my theories of what is the ego and how I can further suppress it. You get with, it? with the ego? The ego. So she's doing a form of spiritual practice, uh, like wearing a hair shirt or uh, living like the Desert oh, Fathers. We're in trouble. Yeah. The world's coming to an end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this? So, so first of all, medically. Um, it's what her kind? own shit. What the hell? Fine. Enjoy. I can't believe you always say this. <laughs> like, you're always like, it's fine. You can eat shit. You can drink your piss. You shouldn't want to. How about you... blood? Can you drink your own blood yeah. without? How many times have you done like that? When well, I mean, a lot of it. Like, let's say there's someone that drinks their own uh, menstrual blood. Will, can you do that? You will vomit it. It yeah. will vomit. Okay, but can I drink my menstrual blood? Can you? I mean, is it okay? Will it make me sick? Not necessarily, no. How is that fucking it's all in you. It's all part of you. Okay, oh, so, shit. So she, yeah, I know, literally. Oh, she, how did you find her? Just She's on and the why talk. why did it take so long? I know. I know. She's on the talk, bro. Oh, my God. So she's doing this as like a spiritual thing to rid herself of her ego, right? Uh, What's going on here? Is this mental illness? Well, Definitely. let me assure you. 
So yeah, Nadav put something in blue up there. Why eating dung is beneficial for overall health of the body. Let me assure you that is not true. Let me assure you that is not true. That things that come out of your body mm-hmm. need to come out. They're meant to come out. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you drink your own urine, mm-hmm. while it is sterile, mm-hmm. you will accumulate urea and you will go into uremia and uremic poisoning if you continue to drink your urine. How much urine do I have to drink to go Not into? Not very long. A few <laughs> days, you get uremic frost forming around your okay. fucking eyebrows. Okay. Um, <laughs> so having said that, yes. uh, shit is also a means of elimination. Yeah. I had a patient oh boy. who was severely autistic. Uh, oh my God, look at that picture. I cannot stand yeah. it. I don't like it either. With severe. Oh, why is she smiling? The smiling is what's the menacing bit. Yes. My beautiful dung complexion. Like, uh, there's no way this makes her. But she's claiming health benefits, Drew. Like, this is making her skin nicer. Uh-oh. Learn more about my psychedelic substance trips. You see that? Yeah, I do. I was going to say, there's a thought disorder here in, in her. She of may course. have hurt herself. Oh, uh, I would ask you, please study my materials and compound them in a critical analysis for the author. Oh, boy. It's not my personality. I don't have an eating disorder. Mm. What I know and have learned is that man is always in pursuit of more disgusting attributes to gain for himself and his pleasures this of exorbitant no cases, sense. excites a raise of exploitation or what a freight train huh? of disgusting, despicable behaviors in every industrial archives, including, oh boy, that's it's rambling. out of her mouth, yeah. And that's a little crazy. Would you believe me when I say there are deceptions in every quarter of society? Well, paranoid. Paranoia, break with reality a Uh-oh. little bit here. Uh, I feel obligated to share and shed the truth. God wants only clean files from all character roles. So again, the hyper-religiosity. Yeah. All concerning, all concerning, all concerning. Uh, a lot of negative responses to my dung-eating habits. Mm, I wonder why. <laughs> I will briefly press to include this as time. Uh, permits and discoveries are shared. So. Um, yeah, Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to go for... Whatever you're into, we're in the rational zone here. Psychotic, this is, yeah. <laughs> rational, what do we call it? Rational we're response, rational... Rational revolution, Revolution, bro. Okay, we're going to treat this like it's the 90s or actually like it's 10 years ago. <laughs> Five years ago. Uh, this person's clearly mentally ill. No, no, I wouldn't say clearly mentally oh. ill. Oh. Uh, I would say that there are concerns. Yeah. Uh, and she may be fine. But... Uh, it's not going to have the desired effect she's looking for. And this idea that it's um, healthy. Yeah. So let me go finish my story about my patient yeah. who was oh, severely fuck. autistic and was yeah. engaged in corprophagia. Huh? Corprophagia, meaning eating one's own excrement. Oh, boy. Corprophagia is a well-known mental disorder, mm. behavior associated with severe mental illness. And people with bad, bad brain conditions sometimes will do that. And this guy had that. And he was eating and, and finger painting with his <laughs> with his corporal, <laughs> with his uh, excrement. Mm. And uh, some somebody had put him on lithium to mm. help with some of the behavioral problems. Guess how lithium is excreted? Caca. In the caca. And so he came in in renal failure from lithium toxicity. Fuck. So please, with the, the good for you stuff, stop it. 
Yes, yeah, stop, stop it. it, everybody. What about these? Yeah, people are like, oh, I Jesus. gave myself a pee facial. I let. I'm. Uh, uh, what about urine therapies? People drinking urine to cure cancers. I've heard of people doing. It's good all. Luck. It's all nonsense. Yeah. I, I blame the education system. Yeah. They literally didn't get biology and chemistry. Yeah. You need to understand how complicated these things are before you start doing shit like that. <laughs> And there you have it. There's the uh, scientific. Is the cool bearded lady the one we've watched a couple of times? Let me tell you about her. So we've seen her before. You've right? seen him, her. Him, I, don't, they, I don't think they you know. I don't think you've seen this. This is one. not the yeah. one. You've How got do I to call see them? They. No, this is a woman who just. Her. You'll see. You'll see. I, I don't want to give away too much uh, of my load. Oh, look at yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. Hey guys, Ruth here of Ruth Butler Music. So let's talk about my beard today. Just gonna share a few things. It's like to have a beard. Okay. Yeah. Keep so one thing I like about my beard, I like how it's curly. Makes these two ringlets. It's kind of cool. Weird that she doesn't have a mustache, also. Right. Isn't oh, that that's weird? curious. I hadn't thought of that. Her sideburns. I wonder if she shaves it or pulls it or something. Because this. How is... dare she? How <laughs> dare she? <laughs> she's very um. What is it? Mustache phobic. Oh, she she's, is. Well, she's clearly has a hatred of mustaches uh, and sideburns. Because she's not growing hers out. So the sideburns are a little prominent, though. I think okay. that's just shadowing. I think I think this might be just how she naturally grows it. Because I do see a little bit of you a think mustache that's that? right here. Okay. All right. Maybe that's it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And here we go. Thoughtful. I mean, gets growing even longer. Well, I guess it's already at the length where I can go, hmm. I don't actually do that very often like I thought I would. I've been growing it about three years, maybe. Uh, my family decided to take a trek out of modern living and moved into an RV. While we were there, living in the RV, I decided to grow the beard. To grow the beard. I tried to get rid of it and hated myself. Oh, I'm horrible. I'm so ugly. And then I decided, maybe I like it. I'm intrigued. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel like I'm intrigued. I yeah. like her. Okay. Uh, good you for do. her. I'll good tell you. Her. I'll tell you. Do you want to hear something? I think she could do better than this. But yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Tell me something. The audience hates her. Really? Like fucking wants her to die. I don't know, but I post a. I posted a couple more for TikToks, well, can, and people are they vehemently can I get hate a, her. Do we have any more that I could see? Because maybe I'm getting the wrong impression. I. I, I just mean, what I what I'm troubled by is the sanctimonious. That's I think what people stuff, are. You know, yeah. which is you know she's she's rationalizing herself into all kinds of convincing herself into mm -hmm. all kinds of things. However, she includes in those rationalizations the the self loathing that she had before, which is also no good. Yeah. Right. So this is her. This is her answer. Guess what, honey? There's a middle ground. Yeah. There's a middle ground where you can not grow a beard for three years, not live. What did she say? Outside of industrial society <laughs> yeah. or something? Yeah. Like not be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> not be homeless. Yeah. And not use a bunch of uh, euphemisms for what's really going on here. Yeah. And uh, and she's a 
probably a lovely person. It's just it's sad. To, it makes me kind of sad. It makes know? me sad too because it's bullshit. You're like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You it's don't all bullshit. But but, but she's beer. better here than she was in her self-loathing, which is kind of interesting. Right. Probably not as depressing. Now she's self-righteous and she gets all kinds of, you know, all yes. the all that kind of woke stuff gets going on her side. Right. And the self-righteous stuff is what I think <sighs> people are really not liking about her. Yes. It's like, oh, look at my beard. I get to do that. And like, isn't it awesome? And you're yeah. like, you don't think it's awesome no she's There's a, no way that's right so this is obvious is this like just t- too much testosterone in her body or what is this uh who knows yeah something like that but it, the, but it, the the point is that it this overcompensation with yeah this is the opposite of the rational revolution it's using <laughs> rationality know, know. Yeah, it's using rationality using that part of your brain yes to cover a different part of your brain you. rather than to well, integrate because she'll turn it into a feminist thing like I'm well sure. why can't a woman have yes. a beard yes you can and how dare you shame me there for my go. beard you're and now shaming she, me and now she gets tons of cred for that right for being, so. the sj dub cred but the truth okay. is, it's it's not very attractive. It doesn't conform to societal why do they standards. I hate her so much, so I can't quite figure People that out. People fucking hate her. What? So what? Like you should just see my um the, the ninety nine classes. Don't hate classes. me for being intrigued by her. <laughs> I think she's fine. So, but hold on, she could have this lasered off. Yeah, yeah, right. Could, no Laser problem. treatment would be no like problem. easy squeezy. No problem. Okay, this could all be handled. She could wax it. I don't. I've but, never. But waxed. why does she have to feel? diminished by having it why does she have to have self-loathing by having it is what i'm saying whatever right. that is is the real problem here right because we all have something on our bodies we would look we've changed we've had but removed that she, or that whatever she collapses into i'm ugly and because she, she's not no. and all that stuff it's like <laughs> come on what what's that all about <laughs> i love this i love this Drew. <laughs> so, loosen but up I, but send me emails about it. why she uh <laughs> Well, well, she annoys you. Yeah, why no, I'm saying I'm going back to the first episode where I think you were a little more guarded, and now the tie is off. You fucked with me so much. Are free. I love it. And now back to our show. Here's uh, my girl- girlfriend won't do anal with me, but yeah. she did a week before she dated me with this rich guy with a small dick. <laughs> uh, how does he know? I should this- read these before I read them out loud. <laughs> Oh, uh, and her boyfriend before in college again, small dick. Yes, yes, okay, dude, Colin. I understand you have a larger dick. She tells me it's because my dick is too big. Oh, see, good for you. But it seems like bullshit. Help me understand why this other guy's got it and I can't. She constantly has me finger and eat her ass. Oh, so she's interested. So she's interested in the ass. And Colin, your dick is too big. Yeah. That's sometimes a cigar is just a good smoke. There you go. There you go. A cigar is just a big dick. In a your good mouth. Smoke. Oh, is that what he said? A good smoke. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think his his dong is too big. Right. It she does. It, could, do it. it is hurtful. Yeah. It can hurt. Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't do such deviant right, acts. Right. Right. We'll the, they're going to get. I know where this is all going on YMH. Be sure to tune into that. Don't know what you're talking so. about. <laughs> I just have and, good Christian style and, sex. And, and, good old Christian and, work. By the way, not necessarily mm-hmm. my idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Why <laughs> Be sure to tune in. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know who you're talking about. So, but you know, by the yeah. way, in the '90s and early 2000s, men were super preoccupied with anal sex. I know it was L- like love everything. line. They were just constantly, constantly asking about it. it's something they had to check off the list. It's weird. It's not been so much in the last 10 years or so. Mm. That what are guys into now? Do you th- do you think? Um, it's exotica. 
Uh, what, you know, like the like, Fukimana yes, like stuff? Yes, like weird stuff, yeah. weird cartoony stuff. Yeah, cartoon stuff. Dog play. You know, dog exotic, pup play. <laughs> pup play. Whatever. Uh, I heard that we don't really know what causes morning wood. Can it be caused by the bladder being full and putting pressure on the prostate? Hmm. Also, is it possible the premature ejaculation is an evolutionary advantage? Yes, that is true. It is an evolutionary adaptation because you got to get the sperm in there as quick as possible before a saber-toothed tiger gets you, That's right? true. Uh, and it's something that's been passed down through the generation instead of being a bad thing. That's right. Uh, other animals don't hunt very long because doing the act leaves them vulnerable predation. That's true. That's exactly what I just said. Smart. Right? The saber-toothed tiger is going to get you. So yeah, but it's a, a something that's in. Although it's an adaptation, it needs to be managed in the context of a long-term stable relationship. Let's put it that way. Uh, and you should be cognizant of your partner's needs. That's all. Yeah. So how about that? We're more evolved than we were when the saber-toothed tigers were chasing us. Uh, now, the issue of the morning wood, we do know what causes morning wood. I don't know where you got the idea that we don't. Uh, there's a stretch on the bladder that activates a spinal reflex that adds to the morning wood. You're right about the pressure on the prostate. Also, the lymphatic drainage there is not quite, when the bladder's full, it's not quite, the, the venous and lymphatic plant drainage wow. is not quite as efficient. And uh, sleep cycles are associated with spontaneous erections. So you add the spinal reflex of the bladder stretch, the venous return, and the sleep cycling. We have, voila, morning wood. I just thought it was that my husband was extra into me and super virile. That he had to be sleeping next to you and he couldn't yeah, control himself. Yeah, that's what I always say. I'm keep, like, you're just Keep doing it. So keep thinking that. turned on. Keep thinking that. Thinks, thinks we're thinking about <laughs> weird stuff here. Are we done with the bearded lady? I mean, yeah, she's annoying. Like, nobody likes her. Yeah, we have more of her, but I think you guys... Uh, Can you just give me one more TikTok just so I get a Oh, flavor. my God. Are you kidding me? Just give me a TikTok. You never That's have to ask Is that a twice. talk? Was that a talk? She's, that was... she's in the talk world, but I believe she was submitted video. Okay. But so She's just, on the talk. I would like to see a little TikTok just to get a flavor of oh what they hate. Oh, my gosh. Just so I'm oh, you want to see her. Just in case I'm missing something. I, got, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It is the sanctimonious stuff that you picked up on. Yeah, yeah. She's annoying about the beer. Yeah, yeah. I get that, but... I want to know if that's real. I don't know. I don't see what that is. Like if she would just talk. There she is. Well, that's where I saw that one. Yes, if she would just what talk. What do you mean? No. Yeah, is this, is all, this is all the same video. No, no, but you have. Christine said she has a bunch I of I didn't TikToks. send. Sorry. Oh. I, I, there's a miscommunication here. Ah. I haven't sent them to Nadav. Or have I? I posted them on my personal uh, stories. Not, not of this lady. Not of her. But don't worry. We have a clip of her ready for next white mage. Yeah. Oh. She's real annoying. Okay, okay. All right, I'll see Everyone that. Everyone hates her. All right, let's go to... She's married to a man. There's she, a man. She, I could see that. She's not a... She's an attractive woman. She seems nice enough, but she's she's convincing herself. Everybody, yeah. don't trust your thinking. I know. This yes. is the thing. <laughs> I, all I deal with all day is drug addicts that think all kinds of great reasons they should keep using. It's called stinking thinking. And if you want to know stinking. a more subtle version of it, it's called cognitive distortion, mm -hmm. which you believe narratives and you don't consider objectively things that come your way that can change your point of view. Mm -hmm. Don't trust your thinking. The fact that people put it all on, I figured it out now, this is the narrative, it's the social construct of women, blah, 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 blah. Okay, maybe it is. Be open to other things. That's right. Be open to other things. And if you find yourself thinking rigidly and you can't take in new material, that's defensiveness and yep. there's a problem under that. There's something you're trying to defend against. Right. The whole purpose of cognitive behavioral therapy is to challenge these exactly. assumptions that aren't working for Thank you. It's you. irrational. Rational revolution. Thank you. Okay. Uh, fisting. 
Ah, back to okay. regularly. Uh, so, told. Drew, so here's the thing is that uh, we can't show any of this stuff to the people at home. Yes, yeah, so you're going to see me like, vomit. Yeah, no, so we want to know if yeah. you think that it's medically okay to be practicing this stuff. Oh, Are you going to show? I didn't think we saw the video last week. We just heard audio, right? Right. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to see last it Last week on YMH? Yeah. You're going to see it. I'm going to make you watch fuck. it. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. I can't tell what it is I can't. Yet. I don't like it at all. What is that? That's two Holy hands. Holy shit. Is that in the vagina or in the butt? I think it's in the butt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. No, that's a vagina. That's no, an, I'm that's, expecting a look, baby to look, come out. There's no ass above it. It's a vagina. Out. It's a vagina. No. He's going to pull a baby out. No, he's in the vag. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe it's vag. Okay. It's vag because okay, the vag. asshole's under. Yeah, oh yeah, my fucking god! It's literally as big as a baby. Yes. Like, his yes. two hands in yes. there is what a baby. My fear was that was centimeters. an asshole, though. That would have been way worse because that would have been. Yeah, the vagina bad. can take this, but you don't want the. I mean, who wants this? It's essentially a baby. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think I'm gonna fucking die. So is this safe to do? <laughs> More importantly, let's make note of the fact that finally Christina has a reaction yeah, that yeah. I have at least three times a show. <laughs> so I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> this is what it took to get you here. Uh, only once yeah. in the whole run of the show. Yeah, it's yeah. awful, isn't it? It doesn't it's feel good. Bad. It does not well, feel good to look at this. I'll now. tell you why. Because Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that this is happening to my vagina. Of course. Because I've, I've blasted it out twice. A baby. Birthing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, this is giving it's, birth. It's traumatic. Yeah. So what if it was a vagina that didn't look like yours? Like, what? let's say, for example, it no. was pierced 30 times. <laughs> That's a single hand, though. That almost makes sense. What's with, is it? What's bag with pipes. the bagpipes? Bagpipes. Does that mean they're in Scotland? Yeah. That, I think they're watching uh, The Departed in the background. I don't. I don't like it. I don't, no, I don't like it either. Because is is he gonna hurt? Is he gonna go past the cervix and into you her? You can't do that. You can't. Now I mean, fit? not without causing peritonitis. You're gonna kill her immediately. Not immediately. But pretty quickly. If you, if you if you go in past the cervix, if you, into if the you uterus, go, the cervix is an impenetrable, right? It's closed. Right. It, there's a there's there's space up and around it, and if you push through that, you're gonna go right into the peritoneum, or at least the retroperitoneum. No. Why are you showing us all these? Now that's her butt. That's her asshole. Is it? Yeah, yeah there's no asshole oh, under yeah. it. No! Oh, come on. No, I don't like that at all. Come on. I don't like it at all. That was really crazy. Why was she wearing gloves? Why was she wearing gloves? Maybe she does it in return or something. I don't know. Coronavirus? <laughs> She's wearing her mask. They're all She's wearing masks. <laughs> but let's talk about it. So fisting. Um, vaginally, you're saying that there's no... Well, the vagina is a very uh, elastic tissue. Now, sure. when you're pregnant, there's a bunch of hormones that relax the relaxing. It's actually called relaxing. Yeah. Yes. And uh, the, you know, the pubic symphysis can relax and stuff. So, you're, but, but the woman's pelvis is such that, right, it comes open. The two bones yeah, it's, go it's, open yeah. and come back. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, the entire vaginal 
setup is designed to expand. Yes. Right? So the, the fisting of a vagina, particularly if there's been a delivery, <laughs> all right, whatever. I mean, because there's a lot of uh, kind of goes from. Yeah, sure. What? It goes from this to kind of this a little bit. The, what does? The, the vagina. It's a little bit of sure stretch at the bottom sure and that goes you know so there's more right. you know if that's what somebody's into whatever so a head can but come the out two-handed one was a little yeah. bit uh aggressive because let's talk about that uh what is the circumference and by the way you're going to have fucking your bladder and rectal prolapse after all that <laughs> that is going to hold on to for you. a vaginal fisting like that for, for a the two-handed the rectal one you're going to have incontinence and hemorrhoids and god knows what yeah but the vaginal one you know the the bladder show me a rectocele r-e-c-t-o-c-o-l-e-c-o-e-l-e well i know i pushed out two children it fucks up your bladder no 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 r-e-c Let's start over. T O. There it is, right? The first Recto seal. Picture. No, please. All right, so you can't really see it. So see that one on the left there. That you see how the sort of the the colon drops into the vagina. See how that works? No. Yeah. I see the anus. That's the wrong Hold picture. On. Go no. back. Go Rectum, back. Rectum, bladder. No, 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 no. God no. damn it. Fucking a dog. Just no, I go back to the big okay. sc- the, the screen with all of them on it. The uh, no, no, one before this, I think. Oh, then go down a little further. Sorry, this is all. Uh, keep going. Let's see if we can find a good one. Why do people uh, do this? Kind of that one, the one that's sorry, see rectocele treatment in the upper left corner. There you go. See how the recto the colon yes. sort of falls into the Descended vagina there. Down. Yeah, it just sort of falls in. And the same thing can happen with the bladder. Look at the bladder there. Can you imagine the bladder kind of falling in? Of course. Same thing happens with the bladder. Or they both can fall in. Or all three, the uterus can fall down too. It's called a uterine prolapse. I've had that. Or the doctor thought I did. Yeah. He's like, oh, that'll just go back in a couple days. And I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, you pushed too hard. You pushed out your your uterus. With the baby? I was like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) It wasn't. It was just my vag was blasted too much. Because he didn't get a good look. I was laying in the bed. I was like, Doc, look at this. Look at this. What is this? He's like, oh, it's just your uterus. You pushed it out. It's just the cervix falling on yeah, your vagina. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> but it was fine. Yeah, that does go back normally. It does but, but go it back. Can, but as you get older, all that stuff comes back. Mm. And so the two-fister up there is going to have a rectal seal, a vaginal seal. <laughs> and a, I mean, a urine prolapse and a... Yeah. Um, um, cystocele, the bladder Okay, one. so let's talk about the circumference of a vagina, okay? So theoretically, a baby's head is about as big as as should be coming out. Correct, ever. So, so two man fists. That's about a baby's head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's nutty. And it yeah, fucking nutty. hurts yes. to push a baby out. Yes. And it tears. So can yes. you get tears? Yes. That's what I'm saying. You're damaging all the tissue out there. Yep, next. Uh, let's see. How, sorry, one more question about fisting, anal. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, one more. When you go up into a man, uh, males when they fist other males, yep. and you go really, really, and yep. you've seen them go up yep. to the elbow, yep. what's the repercussions of that? That concerns me a lot. Show me the sigmoid colon. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember on Stern, they had that fist of Palooza or whatever yeah. they covered? Yeah, get, get, get me down to the, okay. All right, so, so uh, well... Do you see how as it goes up, you make a big turn and then yeah. the big, you know, S, that's the yeah. sigmoid S. That does not straighten itself out. That's tacked down. So, so once you hit where the sigmoid turns, 
it you really can't I got the chills like I legit yeah. and, and so you're essentially just sort of pushing uh, everything up high into the small bowel and stuff it's very weird I mean maybe you can kind of make that turn a little bit but you can't make the next turn so it's like <laughs> you can do the first turn guys yeah Wait, uh, meaning like if I'm fisting somebody I could with my wrist kinda like, I could yeah, kind of go around, like that like that you're not gonna if you even if you pull that down you're not you're, you're not, you're not following able, the flow of the colon I don't think you're gonna make that turn so whenever I see that, I think, oh, geez, ruptured colon. So, and that is, again, fatal. Think of, remember that guy that screwed a horse, Mr. Hand or whatever? I do, Mr. Hands. Mm -hmm. That's how he died. That was a fun video, too. Mm -hmm. He did, yeah. He mm -hmm. got his colon perforated. Right, is it's that pretty the word? easy to do, yes. Wow. Okay. Why do I feel like vomiting today? Because it's the best show ever because we're doing the best work. Breastfeeding older can, kids. Can we see Guy... Oh, breastfeeding older kids is fucking amazing. Wait, do you want to see Guy Fucks Dirt? Later. Let's cleanse our palate with breastfeeding old kids. Okay. This one's fucking amazing. Just tell me how it makes you feel when you're watching it. I know Just tell I me can. the feelings. Go ahead. It's not It's not gross. It's not gross. I, I, it's going to be gross. It's not gross. It's just disturbing. Veronica believes that children should decide for themselves when to stop breastfeeding. Bethany and Eliza Robinson have been breastfed for many years, and Eliza is still breastfeeding at seven. Keep going. Keep going. You can see from Eliza lying here, they take up a lot of space. And it's not quite the same as a little infant tucked in your arm. But, you know, clearly they get as much pleasure and as much comfort as a newborn does. And one of the really nice things as children get older is that they can verbalise their experience and tell you how much they enjoy it. <laughs> She's like, oh, 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 shit, mom makes me do this. Oh, my God. Well, I remember it tasting really, really sweet. Her elder sister, Bethany, was breastfed until she was five and still has fond memories. Better than anything in the world. Better than mango, even. Oh, better than mango. <laughs> in the mornings when I'm getting dressed, the girls... Is that the same woman? Yeah. ...talk to my breasts, they touch them. We've had to set up some firm rules about letting me get dressed in peace. They don't like it when I put a bra on. Bra. They think I'm the trapping the breasts and they should be free to float about. I mean, let's talk about developmental stunts. I know. I mean, there there is a sort of natural order to development you know what i'm yeah. saying it's sort of there's a time that you may not want to give up the breast but you need to right and uh where do we draw the line honey mom 17 well, 17 <laughs> what if we're a male you're gonna you're gonna well, well, ostracize the male oh boy yeah. and then also i get the feeling this is more for mom's that's comfort the and feeling for sure for sure she again this is don't trust your thinking right that you're thinking the child is doing something that they have to do and want to do it's Bethany you, and Eliza. mom, that yeah. is creating this. But how dare you shame her for breastfeeding? I'm you're not shaming her. her. No, but that's what the, the counter argument is. Well, it, now breastfeeding you're shaming is good. Uh, breastfeeding. Let, me, let me say it for the record. Breastfeeding is the best. It's I recommend it for all my patients and everybody Most else. Most natural thing in the world. It is the best. There is a time and a place. Yeah, yeah. If not, please tell me when. 17? 25? <laughs> Why not? Bethany and Eliza like to express their feelings about breastfeeding in drawings or pictures. Drawings? When they draw pictures of them, it's quite interesting. You know, every woman has a breast that's slightly larger than the other, so that's always featured in there. But the nipples are very long. Well, I don't have long nipples, but clearly for them there is some significance in the nipple. You know, they don't care that they're stretch-marked and saggy and wobble and everything. Everything that my breasts do and are, they love and adore. So mm -hmm. maybe that's the whole issue. 
her feelings about her sagging right, right. and, and the kids validate make, her yeah like validate and make use of them mm-hmm. make it okay that they're that way mm-hmm. well, i mean because look there is a point where you stop <sighs> getting breath. maybe i'm getting covid <laughs> God, don't breathe mm. on me I mean, don't you think there's a there's a time when you got to put your tetas away, especially with little yes. boys when they start to, you know, they they're of age yes. where you shouldn't be nude. It's it now yes. it's turning sexual at least. It's just their their yeah. boundarylessness. Boundaries, yeah, no boundaries yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's hear a quick voicemail before we go to more uh, guys I, humping dirt. I need like you that. to see guy fucks okay. pile of dirt today. Okay. Keep going. Hey, Doctor True, it's Matthias. Hope you're keeping it high and tight as usual. Good. Um, so. I had a question about my brown situation that I have going on. Good. Um, sometimes, uh, so I have IBS, first of all, so I fluctuate between constipation and diarrhea. Mm. Uh, it's pretty rough. But sometimes when I have to go, I get, like, really dizzy. It, like, feels like it's hard to focus. And then I, like, I um, I feel like out of breath. It's, I compare it to, like, almost, like, dehydration. And then when I do brown, it, it's kind of, like, flaky and weird. Like, it's uh, it looks like there's, like, I think mucus on it or something. Um, I'm not sure if I should be worried if this is a thing that happens with people yeah, with totally ideas, normal. but ah. sometimes the dizziness can get like in the way of activities or like when I'm trying to live my life. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I should be worried or not. Thanks. Keep it high and tight. No, Love you. Bye. Do not worry. IBS is miserable, but your preoccupation with your poo-poo is a little bit much. You think and so? And your bowel function. But it's flaky. It's mucus. People get mucus on, in the bowels. Uh, but it worries me. I mean... I feel like he should take up yoga or something or some bodily based something where he mm. can kind of get more connected to his body. And it's, it feels like it's all sort of like, oh, over there, it's, uh, it freaks him out. Oh, he's uh, developing a phobia of shitting. He's or just like a preoccupation a, with much. it rather than sort of an integrated yeah. uh, part of himself. Yeah. And, and I'm not, that's not to diminish how miserable IBS can be. Take your bulk, you know, get some psyllium husk. But it's his woo, and, he's, and then he gets short of breath and dizzy, and that's the, uh, he's all into it. Sounds emotional. Should it he go see a shrink? Mm. I mean, it could be. Is he trauma? Is he like reenacting? Yeah, but some? I mean, I, it's more that I just feel like if he could f- get connected to his body a little yeah. more, like something like yoga or some something, yeah. he'd feel a little better. I think. Or fisting, a, but fisting. <laughs> maybe that's where that comes from. I experienced this is uh, TJ. I experienced a sex injury with my ex girlfriend. She was riding. She was aggressive. She broke my penis. I heard that a lot on Loveline as a kid growing up. Came out, jammed on her pelvis. The experience was so traumatic. I don't remember if we finished or not. Well, duh. No, you don't finish typically because the thing, the blood runs out of the penis. It stops working. I drew a mix time. I went to pee afterwards. I passed nothing but blood. Oh, that's different. That's not a broken penis. That is a rip in the urethra. It looked like V8 juice. There was no pain associated with the blunt force trauma. Uh, ever since this injury, I've experienced trouble with urinating. It means you didn't get, you didn't go see somebody probably. It's probably you have a urethral stricture now. You probably tore your urethra and now you have a stricture, a tightening in it. I would go to the bathroom, pull out my urine, give him a few good shakes. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, he has post-void, post-void um, you know, incontinence. Get your dick looked at. Yeah, go see a urologist. urologist. Go see a urologist. You probably need a cystoscopy. They probably have to dilate the urethra. Why you didn't that, what you did a broken penis is actually the whole penis goes purple, your whole pelvis area goes purple, and all the blood sort of runs out of the penis and it kind of becomes a little mushroomy thing because it's all all the, the, the show me a penis, yeah, yeah, let me see. Show, well, uh, because there's cartilage in the penis, no, it's not a bone, no, right? It's not a cartilage, it's oh. two cartilage, there's a ligament that's a suspensory down at the pubic bone, but 
but there's two two cavernous bodies. Let's look at but them. But it's not a bone in there. No, no, no. Uh, I need a cross section of the penis. Cross section penis. Let's do that. No, no, no. Cross section. Cross section penis. Uh, sorry to. Jesus Christ. Slow all the. the uh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Give me that one upper left there. Yeah. See how it's two. Those are two blood-filled corpus elements there, right? So this is now a penis cut down down the yeah. shaft. Yeah. Uh, and you see on either side there are these two balloons essentially yeah yeah and then you see down at the base there's the urethra there you see mm -hmm, that that mm -hmm. thing looks like a smile, a smile yeah, it's a cute yes yeah. that's the urethra he tore that but what people tear is one or both of those cavernous bodies up above and oh. so all the blood just drains out fuck that sounds brutal dude yeah and they can repair it no big deal oh. uh yep but uh, some people don't get the repair and things never work again guy fucks pile of dirt <laughs> what a great segue <sighs> you're such a professional Oh, Jesus. Okay, so the people at home will not be seeing this. <laughs> Why so, do you keep tantalizing them I with know. the stuff that they can't watch? Well, you know. We need to put a website together where you can put all the videos up that yeah, you can't see. Yeah, is there see. a site we could... Um... Well, I mean, if you're a channel member, then you're able to see this stuff uh, from the YMH episodes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you could do that. We should have a little library of just <laughs> titles like Guy Fucks Kill of Dirt. Okay, here we go. So, so, yeah, Drew, I guess Poutine. would you medically advise that this is safe? Uh, so there's a guy digging, digging a hole, and digging a hole in a sand hill. It's like an angled hill, and now he's gonna. Why are there people walking around? Because he's like at a festival him. and they're watching him, or oh. he's like at a public place, and now he's gonna pull this down his pants. This is some kind pants. of weird, weird sexual festival. I don't think so. And now he's putting his penis in the hole of the sand. Guys will do anything. <laughs> they really will. They put the put their penis in anything. Uh, this this will not hurt him. This is harmless. I promise you this isn't the first time this has been done. This is what I know about men. Uh, and good for him. He's like, although he's screaming. I think he's coming. Yeah, I know, but he's like doing it for all to see. Yeah, so what's going on there? Is uh, it drugs? <laughs> Why does he have no self-awareness that he's in I, public? I, just, I, I can't understand the environment in which this is happening. That's what I'd like to know. I, yeah, right. Because I, I, there are people <laughs> watching. There seems to be like an art affair going on, art exhibit. Uh, it's is, a renaissance fair. You yeah, been to this a is just another experience. These are people. Hey, man. <laughs> there used to be a time when people had like shame. I know. When they keep, they keep men would keep their bizarre stuff to themselves. I know. Is now, it better or worse that we're all out with it now? I don't know, man. I like a little bit of shame in my culture, just a little, a little bit of conformism, just a little bit of shame keeps societal wheels going. You know, just a little, not a lot. Just so you don't fuck sand. Wait, so you mean to tell me a man can put his dick in sand? I mean, it's not great for the urethra, but That's I'm what I, was sure say. Set, I sure he didn't set it up that way. He probably made it deep enough that his urethra never hit the bottom, right? And so he's just getting friction from sand around his penis. Yeah. Duh, Christina. <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> what are you no, not no, getting That here? was not the duh. That was like, this is how fucked up men are. <laughs> this is, they all put right. their penis in right. strange things. Now, what uh, would he, should he, uh, Tom and I had this debate. Hmm. Should he have chosen a sandwich? Because I feel like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich would be a better lay than a pile of dirt. What do you think would be better for the penis? Men like not to, hey man, no hands. Oh, See, right. a sandwich you'd have to hold around the penis. Not if you put it in between two mattresses, because I had oh, well, someone then, in college. Oh, then they would do that. They that would did do that. Men, 
someone who did that. That's a common yeah, male behavior. Of course. Yeah. Um, but why do you know about it though? Ah, stories, fun stories. I li- I'm a connoisseur of the bizarre. You so haven't you, picked that up been, by you've now? You've been getting men to say uncomfortable things your entire life. Yes, I love it. God this is, I live for the weird. God. You guys think that, again, it's not all Tom. It is me. I, I like weird I, fucking shit. I get it. I get it. What, I introduced you, him to Gigi Allen. What do you okay? like about it? Who's Gigi Allen? Gigi Allen started the show, basically. Uh, there's a documentary called Hated, Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. It's Todd Phillips' first film. It's a documentary about a, a punk star named Gigi Allen, who was fucking... Google Gigi Allen! <laughs> G-G, two letters, A-L-L-I-N. Gigi Allen was a crazy guy. He would shove bananas up his ass on stage. Uh, oh, there he is. Yeah. Bloody, crazy, punker. And there's a documentary. Oh, it's a shame. It's pretty routine these days. I know. <laughs> I know. But he was a, he was a, you know, trailblazer and I loved him. He died? He's crazy. Yeah. Dead in the 90s. Heroin. Shocking. But, um, I like the scumfuck tattoo. Yeah. Die, you scumfuck. Mm. All that fun stuff. And that's what bonded Tom and I is he, our love of this what, guy. I think he brought, um, Norman into the world. Norman is an homage to Gigi Allen. Isn't he a little <laughs> maybe. bit? A little bit? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, Gigi Allen do to his head there? Oh, I see. He's got severe... But I've always loved this. I think... You know what it is, Drew? I think because I grew up with such bizarro parents in the Upside Down that I, I want to understand all of human behavior because I had to learn how to be more of a human, you know, because I didn't have a lot of modeling growing up. My mom was crazy and my dad was my dad and I was an only child. So I am learning. The only child part was probably extra super. Extra super wackadoos. Problematic. So I like to learn about all of it, you know, to make sense so of it. So it's a traumatic reenactment for you. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> it doesn't feel, <laughs> it doesn't feel right, but it feels good. Like I really like it. Traumatic reenactment. Yeah. I'm, now I'm you know fascinated. why people now think about that, translate that to weird sexual fetishes, and you I see know. why people do that stuff. I know I have sympathy. Right? I have sympathy. Right. They need help. Uh, people need treatments, don't what, they? What are we saying about your preferences then? I'm normal. Okay. I don't I don't okay. fuck sandpiles. No, no, no. I mean in terms of you liking <laughs> watching this bizarro shit. Oh, I'm sure I got I'm cray cray, yeah. I mean Does hello. it diminish with therapy or anything? Diminish <laughs> this my love of the bizarre. Right. This is my whole life. Okay, it does not diminish. <laughs> no, in fact, it only enhances it because now I use my therapy to really get inside of these. Oh, because then you heads. then you can then you can start to understand it a little yes. bit. Which, so it's a deconstructing that you. Like. Yes, yeah, I enjoy yeah. knowing why. Why is somebody fucking a pile of dirt? Why yeah, is somebody you, vaping? You're, you're trying to make. <laughs> Well, this is at the core of your problem, honey. Okay, okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. Now I get to call you, honey. Yeah, you called me, honey. <laughs> I called you, honey, last time. Um, you were trying to use our rational revolution, yeah, and rationality to deconstruct the irrational. It's like and, talking and they are, to dogs. They're separate. Now you can you can describe the irrational, yeah, with rationality, but the irrational is built on sort of motivational states. Which aren't, which aren't cognitive states. Mm. They're just sort of, I want, I'm attracted to, I like this, right? Attractions and those sorts of things, mm. desires. And those, and those are built into our emotional systems and they're related to trauma. They get, effect, they get distorted by trauma. Mm. And so a lot of this stuff we're seeing is people that have sort of either traumatic stuff, but some of the stuff we look at is getting towards thought disorders and manias and drug induced stuff yeah, and that like kind that of thing. It's also too. irrational, right? Yeah. <laughs> also irrational, but but it, you're you're the my, I the problem is it's never going to make sense. 
you're, no, you're, you're going to be able to describe the mechanism, so to speak. Right. But it's, the behavior is not going to make sense in some no. sort of in some sort of narrative way, right? Our brain, our no. brain is storytelling machine. We want to make sense of it, tell a story about it. Mm-mm. Right, but I can. So I'm, the story endlessly... he would tell about himself, yeah, is the the, the, the sandfucker, Gigi Allen. Oh, Gigi, yeah. The sandfucker would say, "I'm at a, I'm at a, uh, uh, whatever they were at, a fair where we celebrate this thing, right. and I'm expressing my sexuality." Yeah, blah blah blah. He, uh, Gigi Allen would say, "I'm, you know, antisocial and yeah, just fuck yeah, the yeah. man, all this stuff." No, he's just reenacting what somebody beat the shit out of him. Animal he was a kid, stuff, and now he's doing it to himself. So the motivational that you can you can turn it into expressions that have political, social sort of commentary attached to them. But let's not kid ourselves what motivates it motivates it in the first place. Mm, trauma and horribleness. Uh-huh. So it's essentially an animal thing, is what you're saying. It's like you're you're trying to understand and rationalize just a purely animal, in, like animal creation, biological, biological thing. Yeah. I mean, why is the dog chewing on his paw? You know. Like, I don't know. Dog yeah. wants you on the fucking paw. Right. Exactly. But I'm still fascinated. I agree. I, I'll never get a sense of like completion from this stuff. Yeah. So this will be eternally, eternally, but fascinating <laughs> and fun. Oh. I just broke the table. The table. Oh, how about that? I'm, I'm so upset and you about today. Fixed and, it. And You're I so fired it. up today. I am fired up today. Yeah. I want to throw up today. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Yeah. Another I, voicemail, please. I think you need to get with Susan. If you know what I mean. yeah, Has that happened in it, a few days or what? It fixes everything. Yeah. See. Ow, my butt hurts. Here we go. Hey, mommy. Hi, Hi mommy. James. I was calling to see if there was a reproductive advantage in the female orgasm. Mm. Uh, clearly men need to bust nuts right. to get a woman pregnant. Right. But it seems like <laughs> women wouldn't need to uh, orgasm in order to get pregnant. So is there a reason for women orgasms or right. is it just for fun? Right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your feminist perspective. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the chicks need to come or not. I mean, what's the point? Uh, so people have struggled with that question so much that they're in the seventies, the wonderful decade of the seventies, when, uh, there was a feminist movement to de- insist it was, a, it was the precursor to all the bullshit we're dealing with now Yeah, that women, when they had an orgasm, had an upward movement of the uterus and that the sperm, it and brings that it the sperm in. The, stuck, that's all bullshit. I've heard that too. That's, that's what I bullshit. read, that's that it bullshit. helps facilitate the pregnancy, like getting bullshit. pregnant. Oh, bullshit. wow. There can, there can be other things. Maybe the orgasm changes some of the viscosity of the, 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 the secretions and stuff like that, or the, the lining of this. All kinds of things could be involved in it. But ultimately, uh, Women need to want to do that again too in order to have kids. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what I mean? it's got to, there's got to be a motivational system attached to it for you guys gotcha. too. It may not be directly related to the conception issue right. the way it is with men. It may not be a ne- it's a necessary. Well, let me say it's not a sufficient for for uh, conception. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Not necessary. Yeah. Right. But, but uh, yeah, but chicks chicks could come and make some look like it. <laughs> and they come back for more. Hey, do you think that they, I was just trying Bingo. to think in prehistoric times, yeah. if women often had orgasms, probably, probably not. not. Probably not, yeah. That probably just got invented like in the yeah. 60s and then, or something. And then how about during the, the hyper-religious period too, oh women's sexuality was all suppressed. I mean, they couldn't even, so 
That's crazy. Yeah. And how did women menstruate back in the prehistoric times? How did they menstruate? Meaning like there were no tampons, there were no maxi pads. Right. What the fuck did we do? Like just, we didn't have underwear, I don't think. Well, you like, had kind of loincloths probably. And then maybe that's why we did that in, to begin with, is uh, to sort of absorb some of that stuff. And, goodness gracious. And then and then once we put them on women, we looked at the guys going, you've got all that shit all over your ass. <laughs> Cover that shit up. <laughs> Cover that up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this thing yeah, up. Yeah. I, I feel this has spent. Been like, yeah, I do feel spent too. This so been, much. This has been an emotional journey today. Yeah, we I covered feel, it all. I feel weirdly anxious. Really? Yeah, my anxiety disorder's up. That's probably why I pulled the table apart. Hmm, I wonder what triggered that. Talking about Robin started it. There you go. Then talking about... disapproval um, of you. Well, talking about our rational re revolution makes me nervous because I don't want to be yeah. I don't want to be misunderstood in what our desires are. And then we got deep into all kinds of craziness about humans and their thinking and motivational systems. And, and I know how people get about that. They don't, they don't want to believe they have these biological motivational systems that are set by things other than their rational brain. Mm -hmm. And just think about how your brain is constructed. The cortex sits on top. The part down in the base, down in way in the, in the middle, is the part that sets hunger and thirst and desire and motivation. And that color is the function of everything else. Imagine you haven't eaten for a week. You're going to want to sit down and solve math equations? Are you no. going to be thinking about social justice worrying? Or are you going to be thinking about finding food? That's the motivational system. And they can get charged up through various means. And trauma is one of those ways. And childhood experiences, all this stuff. I think the breastfeeding thing made me anxious too. I don't know why that one That's some mommy me. stuff. Is it your mom? Was your mom overbearing? And yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But but I but then I immediately go back to the fisting made me upset too. So maybe just it too was much, just an upsetting buffet. It, it was buffet. Yes, yeah, it was too much. Too Christina. much upsetting. Don't do that to me. Sorry. Well, next time I'll temper it. We'll we'll well. He's in. I forget you're not you know accustomed. Your mom's house is just a constant barrage. <laughs> I, know, I know. Of this stuff. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Well, I, I'm thickening your 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 lining. Your, your yeah, skin. this is part of my training, I yeah. guess. You're right. I'm making you into a warrior. You're going to really <laughs> turn you in there, man. You're in the trenches now. All right. It's been a privilege to be spending Always. time with you Always. and to be joined by everybody. And uh, you can send in those voicemails at 818-253-1693 and also the emails at drgraphjark at gmail.com. And I'm, I'm interested in not just your crazy questions, but what do you think about our rational... Uh, if you guys are on board, yeah, are, we board are we out of line? Missing, yeah, are we out of line? Missing something? Give us some feedback. Love yeah, that. I'd like to know too. I think secretly people agree with us. We're not going to. off the rail. No, I think I think a lot of people feel it and no one's saying it. All right. Yeah. See you next time. Okay, bye. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.